What's up, y'all? This is John and Wes back for another episode of the Nothing Finer podcast. After a weekend that, um, let's see how to best describe this. Um, lackluster, I, I should say. I some, I mean, some cool stuff happened. The whole Heisman ceremony, I liked it. Probably the first time I watched it in a long time, just because the awards really lost a lot of us. A lot of its significance, at least to most fans around the country, unless you like Lincoln Riley. Um, and then Army Navy happened, and up until the end of the fourth quarter, they hit the under just like we said. And then two plays into the first overtime, they hit the over. But Army won with a goal line fumble that they forced Navy into, and uh, let's get this streak back started. Let's do it. But before we get into any of that, we want to announce to you guys first here today that we are doing the ESPN Capital One Bowl Mania thing. Um, we'll post it to all of our social media once we get the details worked out, but I expect to have that up Wednesday or Thursday at the absolute latest. So, if you want to do the Capital One Bowl Mania Challenge with us, the winner of the Capital One Bowl Mania Challenge is going to be invited to come on the show with us and uh, talk to us about some stuff for an episode after the season's over. But, before we get real deep into all that kind of stuff, are you drinking tonight? Um, No, I don't have anything with me right now. Wayne? I know, I need to get better at being an alcoholic, I'm sorry. You don't have to be an alcoholic. You just have to drink one night a week. <laughs> I've actually cut down drinking a lot. Oh, I have too. Pretty much recording and maybe like if I'm at home on Saturday night watching football, have a couple glasses of whiskey. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Which is why my collection is growing significantly because I'm not taking anything out of it anymore. Hey, there you go. But I'm sure you guys can just take a wild guess and figure out what I'm drinking tonight. It's still this Fiddler single barrel. I'll actually probably finish it recording tonight because I think I only got one glass left in it. Ooh. I know. I know. I got to go get some more. Um, you, Would you rather start with Army-Navy or Heisman stuff? Yeah, I'll let you pick. You're the host. You pick. All right. Let's do, let's do Army-Navy. Because, ooh, that was, if you hate offense and fun, that was your game. Dude, I had so much fun watching this game. I love it. Like I said, this is my favorite game. I love this game. I like the game, but there was literally no offense to be found. No, no, at the end of the fourth quarter, Army had like two or three 40-yard touchdown runs that got called back. Yeah. Just checking the box score here. Um, <laughs> Navy, as a team, went uh, 25% <laughs> completion for 25 total yards. Good. And button. that 25% completion is one for four. They went one for four for 25 yards, and it was the touchdown in the first overtime. Yeah, I was about to say that. That was overtime. <laughs> yeah. So it took them over 60 minutes to get a single completion. 
And Army has a worse completion percentage than 25%. They went 2 for 12 as a team um, and had 28 total yards. Yeah. I mean, they said it all broadcast. Navy has won three games this season without completing a pass. Yeah. That's just, I mean, that's to be completely awful. fair, they've only won four total games. That's just these offenses. They like they said in the broadcast. Most of the action with Kurt occurs within six yards of the or six inches of the offensive line. Like, yeah. So that's the exciting part about this game is like if something breaks up and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It's like this game is one of those. Imagine you're walk, looking at the Hoover Dam, <laughs> and you start to see. Like a tiny crap form. Oh. And then you watch it for 60 years. <laughs> and then you finally get a single stream of water shoot out. And, you shoot and that's yourself. the game. That's the game. And that's the game. Don't be wrong. I love Army Navy. Like I said, one of my best friends played for Army. I, I watch <laughs> it every year, regardless of if what the deal is. Um but something that I like to bring up about this game is thanks to Tennessee being scared to play Army and canceling their game this season, um, Army didn't qualify for a bowl game because they did not have enough power or not enough D1 FBS games on their schedule. See, that's two things I learned yesterday or on Saturday when y'all said that. Had no idea about the Tennessee thing and had no idea about the two FCS opponents. Yeah. So, Georgia fans, you can blame Tennessee for Army not going to a ball game, even though they went 6-6. and They hate America. Tennessee hates America. I'm pretty sure Josh Heupel is a Russian sleeper agent trying to take all of the fun out of our servicemen and women. It's a travesty. So does that... I got to look it up now. Is Air Force going to the Armed – they are going to the Armed Forces Bowl. Yep. I mean, they won the Commander-in-Chief's trophy this year. Yeah. They were playing 6-6 six and six Baylor. How did this Baylor team go 6-6? Six and six? Yeah. I, yeah. We both, I'm pretty sure we both picked them to play in the Big 12 Championship. But, you know, uh-huh. Against Oklahoma State. Yeah, we won't, we won't talk about that, though. <laughs> Next subject. Yeah. Yeah, so, and especially my friends that go to Tennessee and are in the Army ROTC program, um, let's just say you got some explaining to do. <laughs> that, that's all I'm saying about that. They're and I know sleep- you're not going to hear this, so I'm going to tag you in a post on Facebook about it. They're sleeper agents. Russian sleeper agents. Oh, so I guess we should go ahead and talk about the Heisman ceremony and and bitch a little bit before we talk about some fun stuff. Because, I, I mean, I loved bitch. Who doesn't? So my biggest issue with the Heisman ceremony this year, um, the number of times they called Caleb Williams an underdog. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know where they got that from. Their whole description of Caleb Williams was a joke. 
Pretty sure he was a five star, wasn't he? I'm pulling it up now. Um, definitely wasn't an underdog. Yep. No, he was the number two quarterback in the country coming out of high school. Yeah, he was an underdog. He wasn't number one. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, his recruiting ranking on two four seven was a point nine nine six nine. Oh my god. Um. So they're calling him an almost perfect recruit. But he wasn't a perfect recruit, so obviously he's an underdog. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, um, the one guy above him is, yeah. <laughs> and then his parents, in the most, in the least self-aware thing they could have possibly done, is called Caleb Williams Humble. <laughs> yeah. The guy that started doing Heisman poses in, like, week seven on the sideline, that painted his fingernails with the words Fuck Utah for... Oh, don't forget Notre Dame, too. Oh, he did that for Notre Dame, too? Yeah, he, he said, uh, Fuck ND. Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say that that's not very fucking humble. No, and isn't the Heisman... Isn't that why like, the whole uh, thing about, like, Johnny Manziel and you know, Reggie Bush, you know, one of the highest hand was like said they did off the field. All right. Reggie Bush should have his Heisman back. Oh no, he should, but I'm saying I, yeah, 100% I, I I agree he should. But I'm saying like isn't wasn't that like the big deal, like big dilemma between like Johnny Manziel and Reggie Bush, like stuff that, you know, they didn't live up to the Heisman like Yeah, no, that's the reason that the Heisman committee took Reggie Bush's trophy is that they said he dishonored the Heisman name. Yeah. Um, yet Johnny Manziel, who, you know, I hope he gets all uh, everything he needs in life at this point, because that dude's been through some struggles and he was raised by some shitty people. Dude, I love the fact that he was there, though. That just made my day. I was and so he was excited. there, and when he shook somebody's hand, you could see his, like, jail-looking tattoos on his <laughs> hand. And it was like, there you go, Johnny. I just, I get it. It's the Heisman at this point is you're on a good team and you have the most stats. That's all the Heisman is, right? At this point, they need to complete let, the whole Heisman qualifications that they have on their website about integrity and perseverance and fights through adversity and. No, you can't. You can't get somebody like Caleb Williams, who the only quarterback in the country who is rated higher than him coming <laughs> out of high school was Quinn Ewers. You can't give him the Heisman Trophy after he repeatedly says "fuck other teams," and then not to mention, I think we forgot to talk about it. After Max Duggan was seen crying on after the Big Twelve Championship. Caleb yeah. Williams tweeted out a picture with laughing emojis. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, no, he tweeted it out and a couple minutes later deleted it, but, you know, screenshots live forever. Jesus. And then they had to sit one seat away for the Heisman ceremony. Yeah, Jesus. I will say the only thing that I liked about Caleb Williams' Heisman whole situation was when he said, I'm up here, but y'all get to play in the playoffs. We should have <laughs> fucking lost. That was great. You shouldn't have lost. 
I love this stuff coming out about his speech where it's like Caleb Williams' speech has lasted longer than Lincoln Riley's playoffs. I mean, it's damn near true. Right. His speech lasts longer than every season when they say he's got a good defense, too. (laughs) I just, man, that – I. I didn't have a problem with Max Duggan being there getting second place. I didn't have a problem with CJ Stroud being there getting third place. I didn't even have a problem with Kate Williams being there and winning it. But to say that that guy has integrity or is humble or any of the things they attempted to describe him as an underdog has integrity, is humble, none of that was true. I mean, at least they didn't say he was sneaky quick. And that's, to me, them trying to push that on us was almost as bad as the playoff committee saying, oh, yeah, we never even talked about Michigan and Ohio State rematch being that we did. That's the reason we ranked Ohio State fourth and not third. You can't not go into that game and, like, not talk about a rematch. Yeah. No, I mean, according to – Boo, Carrie Underwood, or whatever the hell the NC State AD's name is. Boo, Kerrigan, whatever. Carnegie. Yeah. Yeah. Bald Carrie Underwood, something like that. <laughs> um, don't just don't lie to us. We're too, America as a whole is too smart for you to sit there and come up with a awful lie, say it to our face on national television, and expect us to believe it. Yeah. I just I hate when people try to think that everyone else is stupid. Well, we're not on the playoff committee, so obviously we are dumb. Right. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Because to be on the playoff committee, all you have to do is be, be an athletic Rice. director or a conference commissioner. Or Condoleezza Rice. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. Or a former politic I don't <laughs> I don't know, man. I wish they would and this is something I'm sure we'll talk about in the offseason I wish they would use the BCS computer system update it and do a playoff format (laughs) with the computer system no you know what I wish they would do and I've heard a bunch like I've heard a bunch of people talk about it they need to live stream the meetings like put a camera in that room so we can actually see what goes on in there. Or not maybe not even live stream it, but just like people be able to access it afterwards. Because ESPN makes a lot of money off the uh, ranking shows. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like afterwards. But it, it would prevent them from trying to talk to us like we're fucking stupid. And fucking lying. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about a potential Ohio State-Michigan rematch. Like, bullshit. Everybody's never thought. been a rematch in the first round of the playoffs. No. Ever. And every everybody's thought it. We all thought, oh, this could be a potential rematch. Even us, who's just regular people that have a podcast that probably like five people listen to, <laughs> I've talked about a potential rematch. Which, you know, if they're going for if they're going for the most amount of money, which I don't, I really don't care what they say. They're going for the most amount of money where they can pull off. If their goal is to make a lot of money with as minimal or most believable bullshit they can. 
Yeah. And if you wanted to make money in Ohio State Michigan rematch in the semifinals, I bet you more people would watch that than are going to watch the Michigan Ohio State game. You mean Michigan TCU? Yeah, Michigan TCU. Yeah, because everybody's going to watch the Georgia Ohio State game. Like that's. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, we yeah. How much? And this is a this is a little bit of a tangent. How much do you think Jim Harbaugh tries to go on a media parade about my quarterback was the only one in the playoffs not invited to the Heisman? Blah blah blah. That put a chip on our shoulder. <laughs> I don't think he does. You think Jim Harbaugh moves out of the spotlight when he can talk about how disrespected they are? I don't think he moves out of the spotlight, but I don't think he uses Cade McNamara not being a Heisman finalist as being disrespected. Cade well, McNamara is the Iowa quarterback now. Okay, J.J. McCarthy. You know who the fuck I meant. See, I don't even care. Some, but some generic white guy name. I, I think. Could he use Blake Corum not being invited? Yeah. But the quarterback not being invited, I don't see that being in it. Like the reason. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no, I can see Blake Corum. Him trying to say Blake Corum, um, and I mean, up until he got injured and lost those couple of weeks, he was. I think he was going to be in the top four. Yeah. But I mean, love it or hate it, the Heisman committee does take injuries into account. Yeah, look at Hooker. Hooker 100% should have been there, but... Also, I said this in our group chat. I checked on Friday, the day before the Heisman (laughs) ceremony, and on the Heisman website, it said that Stetson Bennett had won the fan vote. Yeah, I I saw you saying that. Because I went to go vote in the fan vote again. But... On Saturday, apparently after they'd closed the voting, sometime between when they closed the voting at 12 a.m. Friday, like Thursday night going into Friday morning, to when they announced it on Saturday night, either more people voted or they just kind of shifted it around and they cowered to the backlash of Tennessee fans that said Hendon should have been there. Yeah. Because, like I said, I look – for myself. Dude. Sorry, I just saw this on Instagram. Marshawn Lloyd from South Carolina is entering the transfer portal. Uh-huh. I saw that a minute ago. I just saw that. Oof. I, you know, I love talking to Chris Phillips last week, but I really feel like we may should have waited. Yeah, right? Because Bell just committed to Florida State. The tight Austin end. Stogner committed to Oklahoma. Yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah, no, it South Carolina's lost all of their offensive weapons except for Juice Wells and Spencer Rattler. Oof. We'll see. Um so we wanted to give you guys who our top four of Heisman votes. Like if we had votes, who would have gotten our top four votes? Um, and Wes, I'll let you go first if you're ready. So I wasn't mad with 
the top four that were there. No, none of I feel like all of them deserve to be there. The only thing I didn't agree with, like yeah, Caleb Williams, one hundred percent, I thought should have won it. He fantastic on the field. You know, was is he a little immature? Yeah, but other than that, dude's a fantastic player. I mean, you could look at the same like with Johnny Manziel, little immature, fantastic player, won the Heisman. Um. Do I think Max Duggan should have got second? No. I, I, I don't. I could have been CJ Shaw. I CJ Shaw could get that's the only thing I don't agree with is him getting second. It could have been any other order after Caleb Williams than him being second, in my opinion. But I that's that's all I have to say. Like, I don't have an order. Like, because I'm not. I'm not going to say C.J. Stroud did better than Bennett. I'm not going to say Stetson did better than C.J. Stroud. Like, they both had fantastic seasons. And with the weapons that both of them had this season, you would expect those numbers from those quarterbacks. So, if that's I probably, was voting. That's probably a cop-out. That's probably, like, the most cop-out answer anybody could give. So, if I had a vote, which, granted, I will probably never have a vote <laughs> because – me with power is probably not a uh, intelligent choice there. But I would be one of the guys that read the mission statement of the Heisman and took it seriously. Right? Like, you give me guidelines. I, I use this analogy for a lot of things in life. I'm a big – I think life is a bowling lane, right? And everybody uses bumpers or should. So once you get in the lane, you can go wherever you want. You just can't you just can't go in the gutters, right? When you got the bumpers up, you can go left, you can go right, you can hit the wall, you can spin around. You just can't go in the gutters. Can't go in the gutters. So you give you give me some pretty broad guidelines to go down, and I'm gonna stay between the bumpers. And for those of you that have not read the mission statement of the Heisman Trophy Trust, it says the Heisman Trophy Trusts. Mission is to grow the legacy and preserve the integrity of the Heisman Memorial Trophy, which is annually awarded to the outstanding player and college football player in the United States whose performance epitomizes great ability combined with diligence, perseverance, and hard work. No, go lay in your bed. And yeah, go. To me, as far as those guidelines go, I w- Caleb Williams still would have won it because he did overcome one of the worst defenses in the country <laughs> to get 10 wins, right? And honestly, if they would have beaten Utah that first time, they'd be in the playoffs. <laughs> so Caleb Williams is still the winner. But number two for me, I may even still go with Max Duggan. Because defense isn't great. The offensive line is spotty at times. He's got one good receiver, one good running back, and a lot of other guys, but not dudes. And I think Stetson Bennett deserved third. If you're just going based on quarterbacks, I think Stetson Bennett deserved third. Because... I mean, let's just face it, guys. The wide receivers at the University of Georgia are not the quality of USC, 
or Ohio State. Yeah. Like, Georgia arguably, and it I don't even think it would have to be a hard argument, has the best tight end room in college football history this year. Yeah. When you have both tight ends make first and second team SEC, like all conference, like, yeah. Uh-huh. And your sophomore tight end that only started playing tight end his senior year of high school and was used as a running back for his the rest of his football career wins the Mackey Award. You got some dudes. But Georgia's <laughs> leading receiver that's not a tight end or running back is a three-star, five-foot ten, hundred and eighty-pound guy out of the mountains of North Georgia. Hey, you don't you don't talk about him like that. I'm not saying anything bad about him, but compare him to the multiple five stars and Bolitnikoff award winner at USC. Compare him to the multiple five star, and if he would have been healthy, Bolitnikoff award winner with Jackson Smith and Jigba at Ohio State. You don't talk you, about our sweet boy like that. I I mean, even Max Duggan at TCU, his number one wide receiver, if I remember right, is like 6'8". <laughs> like, all these other guys have dudes. Yeah. And Georgia is using tight ends, running backs, and wide receivers fairly sparingly to go undefeated in the toughest conference in the country, including putting up 50 points in the SEC championship game against the top 40 defense. No other Power 5 conference had to play a top 40 defense in their conference championship game. And Georgia did it, and Stetson Bennett put up 50 points. Lego. A 50 on them. Yeah. I mean, may may possibly should have been 49, but that field goal also should have counted, so it would have been 51 anyways. (laughs) Or 52. But, you know, who's counting? Me. (laughs) I just... I think Stetson should have got third. And if you're going based on all of this stuff, I think Bryce may have should have may should have gotten in over CJ Stroud. Yeah, that dude went through so much this year. Or um, even maybe Bo Nix. You know, I think Bryce and Bo Nix to me would have and Hendon Hooker definitely Hendon Hooker would have been over CJ Stroud. Didn't they – what year was it that they invited, like, more? Was it COVID year? I don't remember. It might have been. Yeah. Where they had more than four finalists? Yeah. There have been a couple of years where they've had five, and I think there was even one year where they only had three. Yeah. But, I mean, Bryce Young, awful offensive line. Awful Receivers team. weren't great. Defense wasn't great. It was Bryce Young – and Jameer Gibbs against the other team for the most part. <laughs> yeah. And you can see that by how most of Alabama's wide receivers have transferred at this point, with the exception of uh, good old Jermaine, Georgia, state of Georgia tattoos on his arm, hitting women in the face, Burton. He's staying. He's staying, you know. Yeah. Hold it. You know, when you first sent that text, when you said he's coming back, Everyone else thought that you were saying he was coming back to Georgia. Yeah, I to- yeah, I totally fucked that up. And I, I know I was thinking it. I was like, there's no way Kirby lets him back on campus. No. No. Yeah, I meant to say he's coming back to college. 
And with Bo Nix, I mean, Bo Nix put up better stats than Stetson Bennett this year without argument, and his defense was significantly worse. His defense was the reason they lost games. Bo Nix played hurt for the last two games of the season and still put up pretty good numbers. Yeah. And then Hendon Hooker, I think he – I think Hendon Hooker, if he didn't get hurt, played the rest of that South Carolina game and then played against Vanderbilt, probably take second place. Yeah. And I just – I'm not saying C.J. Stroud did not deserve to be a finalist. But C.J. Stroud was given what 99% of people thought was a national championship team this offseason on a 24-carat gold-plated platter. And then their team proceeded to not even make the Big Ten championship. Hey. I just – I don't know, man. When you're given everything and then still fail to, to win with it, and that just kind of – to me, you shouldn't have been there. Yeah. So, speaking of C.J. Stroud not being there, I have the list pulled up of some of the uh, favorites for next season. Oh, hit me. All right. So, obviously, Caleb Williams is on this list. Drake Where's May. Where's Spencer Rattler? <laughs> He's not on the list. Drake May, Drake May made the list. Like, dude, put dude was a dude. Put up numbers this year. Yeah. And then TCU's backup quarterback Chandler Morris, who beat out Max Dugan during camp, is on the list. Oh, Chad Morris's son. Uh, Hopefully, he can lead an offense better than his dad can coach one. Right, and then some of the up and comers that they say on here, they got Arch, which we all knew Arch was going to name was going to be thrown in there. Has um, Quinn Ewers entered the transfer portal yet? No. There's a chance that Arch Manning doesn't even start next season and he's favorite. He's, what, third or fourth best odds to win the Heisman? Well, these are, they're not the odds. These are just, like, some names we can okay. see. Yeah. This is the up-and-comer section. So, And then the next one right under him is, consider this a placeholder for whoever becomes Ohio State's or Alabama's starting quarterback next year. So pretty much they're just saying that Alabama's quarterback is going to be in the favorite for the Heisman Trophy next year. So so I looked up a different – I'm on DraftKings' website, and they've got uh, a similar I'm, list. I'm on Espen, and then Kate Klubnick, Jordan Travis, Tyler Show, or Shao, however you say his name, the Texas Tech quarterback, um, Michael Penix, who was a dude this year. Michael uh, Penix had an argument to be yeah. in New York. Dude had 3,869 yards, 26 touchdowns with a first-year head coach, and he just transferred from Indiana. I was saying, he was a dude this year. Marvin Harrison Jr., another another dude. Jaden Daniels is on this list. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then some redemption story section. You know, Devin Leary and uh, Dylan Gabriel. And that rounds out like the top contenders, quote unquote, for ESPN. So, going to other potential contenders for DraftKings, um, it just says Tennessee starting quarterback. <laughs> 
But they do have some other – I think they've got some good – some interesting names on this list. Quinchon Jenkins, running back from Ole Miss, who – Oh, yeah. Had an argument to be top ten this year. Yeah. Um, they got Brock Bowers on there. It'll be his – potentially his last season in Athens being a junior next year. Right, that that name – like, that makes sense. And then they've got Shadur Sanders, who's going to be Colorado's starting quarterback. Ooh. And so have you read up on the Dion drama from leaving Jackson State? No, but did you see what he, what he said when he took his vis- official visit to Georgia? Who? Dion, back when he was being recruited by Georgia? No. You didn't see that? No. <laughs> he said that he was walking down a tunnel to, like, go meet uh, Coach Dooley, and he's like, my curls froze. He's like, why would you bring a boy from Florida up to Georgia when it's cold? I'm like, what? And then he's – and then Coach Lou's like, you know, we would – you know, rest, you know, pretty much talking about how he would redshirt his freshman year. And he, he said – he looked straight at Coach Lou and said, Coach, I'm better than anything you have on that field right now. <laughs> well, to be completely fair, he was right. <laughs> yeah, he was right. But, yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. So – Dion's son, Shiloh, he plays safety for Jackson State. Okay, not the quarterback, the other one. Yeah, Shiloh. He's got two sons who play for Jackson State. His son, Shiloh, has said that he is staying at Jackson State and unfollowed all of his family on social media. Damn. But with it, So, did you watch Dion's meeting with Colorado, like the yeah. YouTube video? What I didn't hear in there, but apparently was in there, is he said, where's Shador? That's your quarterback. And he said, I'm mad at that DB. He's staying home. Oh. So, uh, Dion's got some drama going on in the family that he's putting out to 7 billion people through the internet. I think the best part about Dion and the Colorado hire is that Colorado doesn't even have enough money to pay him. And he still took the yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, we don't have the money yet, but we're getting it. Like, what? That sounds our, like our... what you tell your bookie when you're late. <laughs> I, I promise I'll have it. I'll be good for it, I swear. I can see Dion having a check bounce like week six and going into the 80s office with a baseball bat saying, <laughs> that's my watch. That's my car. <laughs> that Family Guy episode where uh, – Brian owes Stewie money. He's coming up with big that. Where's my money, Brian? Where's my money, Brian? We we'll have to we'll have to make we'll have to turn that into a meme. Find the video and post it and be like Dion when the check bounces on week six. Where's my money? <laughs> oh. Um. Before, well, first off, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I found something that I want to talk about real quick, and I almost forgot. It is time to talk about my favorite distillery that makes bourbon and just so happens to be in Atlanta. You're, you guys know by now, founded by multiple UGA grads. And I've gotten to be friends with the guys behind the whiskey. And like I said, I'm just going to keep shouting from the rooftops. For the last four years running, ASW Distillery is the most awarded craft distillery in America at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. 
including multiple gold medals for their Fiddler Bourbon line. And just as exciting as all of that good whiskey. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five. Five, you heard me right. Five UGA grads behind the scenes making this bourbon. Go to their battery location to sit down with David Booth, have a drink, or pick up a bottle of Fiddler for a tailgate or, you know, it's holiday season. You got to deal with that annoying family member. Fiddler helps. ASW distill, delicious bourbon distilled by dogs. Uh, no, not off the top of my head, Jess. I didn't see an issue with Caleb and with, like, Caleb Williams winning the Heisman. Um, like I said, my only issue was dugging it in second. But other than that, like, I felt like the ceremony was good. Um, everything about that was good. And then um, thoughts and prayers to Mike Leach. Yeah, that's um, what I was about to uh, – that's yeah. what I was about to bring up, too. Yeah, no, so thoughts, prayers, good vibes – Send send some universe his way, whatever you believe in. Um, we're not going to go into too much detail because a lot of it has not been confirmed by anyone close to the situation. But Mike Leach is in critical condition. He was initially taken from his house to a medical facility in Starkville and then was life flighted to a medical or University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson, Mississippi on, I want to say it was Sunday afternoon when he was taken over there. Yeah. Um, like I said, just thoughts and prayers. We don't want to go into too much detail without knowing anything for sure. But I hope the best for him. It would be – it would not be fun to watch Mississippi State football without Mike Leach no. on the sideline. No. Our, our pirate flags are flying everywhere. Yes. You know, I've actually got one. I might go put it up on the tree tomorrow. Hey, go do it. The closest thing I, I have, closest thing I have, is a Black American flag. <laughs> I mean, it's so. I'll send you a picture of it. It's actually, it's actually a pretty cool flag. It's, <laughs> it's not like a legit Jolly Roger, but it's a pretty cool flag. Yeah. Um, but I think that's gonna do it for us on this episode of nothing finer podcast as always go follow our instagram at nothing.finer.pod we just crossed 600 followers today our twitter at finer pod the facebook group just search us on facebook um and youtube go check out our youtube we need more subscribers all that kind of stuff um but that's going to do it for us today and always remember, guys, there is nothing finer in the land than a junk, obnoxious Georgia fan. Biggest third down in Bryce Young's career. You need 10. Play clock at four. From the pocket. Launching downfield. Underthrown and intercepted. Keely Ringo has an escort down the sidelines. All the way to the end zone. And Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide.